The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca. Welcome again to the Informed Traveler Radio Show. I'm Randy Sharman. This part of the show brought to you by Park to Go, Value Valet, No Hassles, No Delays. That's a promise. And we continue now with our special Remembrance Weekend show. And if you've ever wanted to visit those World War I and World War II battle sites and memorials in Europe, one of the companies that can help you out is Canadian Battlefield Tours. The owner-operator of Canadian Battlefield Tours is Gary McKay. He joins us now. Hi, Gary. Good morning, Randy. Thanks uh, for having me back. Uh, well, thanks for doing this again. I think last time we talked was about Vimy, uh, and I think the 100th anniversary of that this year, plus there's Passchendaele is another, and I'm sure there's a few more that you could tell me about that I don't think about. But uh, we spoke earlier with John DeRossier from uh, Veterans Affairs. He was, uh, seeing a, he was saying that there's a big increase in visitation to the World War I memorial sites, probably Probably because of the 100th anniversary of many uh, events. Uh, are you seeing an increase in interest as well? Uh, no question about it, Randy. For the last uh, three years, uh, the centenary, and of course uh, 2018, we're looking at that being the busiest year ever for World War I tours, primarily because it coincides with the end of the war. Mm-hmm. Well, and... Tell me a little bit about about Canadian Battlefield Tours, uh, some background on the company itself. Obviously, the name says a lot, but uh, how long have you been in operation and how you got involved? Yeah, this is about 10 years now uh, that, that, that we've been going, and of course, my interest came uh, as a result of my father's own World War II service, and after researching uh, uh, his history for a couple of years, I found out that I had a great uncle from Northern Ireland who became a Canadian, but he was uh, one of the highest decorated soldiers in World War One, So I, I uh, pursued the research on him and uh, developed a tour, a World War One tour, and it's, it's, uh, it's just grown from there. But he, uh, for example, he, his name was Sergeant Ned Quinn, and he had been awarded the Distinguished Conduct Medal, Military Medal, the 1914 Star, or some people refer to it as the Moan Star, which entitled him to the name The Old Contemptible, and he was mentioned in dispatches three times, then decided to move to Canada after the war, tried to volunteer for World War II, but was just too old, so he was assigned to the Veterans Home Guard. But uh, that piqued my interest primarily in World War I, and it's just grown exponentially since that time. It's now it's now probably my biggest tour, is a World War I tour. Mm-hmm, I would think so. Uh, how many tours do you run in a year? Uh, we'll run 30 to 40. And and our tours are all private, custom tours, uh, available on a first-come, first-served basis, typically uh, suitable for a group groups of one to four people. And we also do research because probably 60 to 70% of our guests will have some connection to World War One, some relative or some unit. And so we, uh, we do research on that to personalize the tour as best as we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, and our tours all start and end in Arras, and the primary reason for that is it's a central place, and of course it's closest to Vimy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so that saves our guests having to to not have to book hotels in different places. You can book a hotel in Arras and stay there for the duration of the tour. And and of course all my guides uh, live in the area too. So uh, 
so what happens typically, Randy, is is we book, we go through all the booking. You arrive in Arras, typically uh, by train from Paris, and my guide will pick you up at the hotel, do a seven or eight hour tour for the day, return you to your hotel, and then repeat that process for the three or four days, however long you're going to be there. Nice. So now you said it's a customized tour. So if I want to see Vimy, if I want to see Eep, if I want to see Passchendaele and maybe move up to Normandy or anything like that, you can sort of do whatever I want to or take me wherever I want to go, right? Yeah, actually, uh, Randy, our most popular tour is a combination tour of Normandy and uh, World War One. So uh, it typically will start in Normandy for three days, and then we'll get you to uh, Arras and do a four-day World War One tour. And by extension, if you wanted to go into Holland or any other uh, war theater, mm-hmm. we can we can take you there too. Now, do you you don't look after the hotels, but you can suggest hotels and and sort of steer people in the right direction? Yep, that's exactly right. And and like I say, if it's a World War One tour. It's very simple. There's three or four hotels that we recommend. There's more hotels, but uh, but we've become used to three or four different hotels, mm-hmm. and we'll suggest that to you. Well, so so now what do I need to know for, to prepare for a tour? And uh, like I said, we talked with John Jarosi uh, from Veterans Affairs. We're talking more about the etiquette and you know uh, you know not climbing on the memorials and you know being uh, tasteful with selfies and those types of things and photos. But uh, what else uh, should people know when they're preparing for a tour like this? Well, typically, uh, European weather, French weather, and Belgian weather can be unpredictable, so we always suggest that you bring suitable uh, clothing, you know, you may, which may include a raincoat and, a, and an umbrella. The single most uh, uh, revealing thing that I've found since I've been doing this is the absolute respect, the profound respect and admiration that the, my British colleagues have for the Canadians. They know more about the Canadians' involvement than, unfortunately, most Canadians do, and they have a real passion for them. They, in other words, Randy, they like us. Mm-hmm. They, they really like what the Canadians did. And so, and of course, they, live, they all live in the area, uh, and so you've got the benefit of, of having a hands-on almost 24-7. Uh, but these guys uh, are all uh, retired military or police. Uh, they're, they're British and I also have the benefit of having Professor David O'Keefe, who is one of Canada's top uh, military historians and authors. He's offered to help on occasion, too, if I ever need help. And your, your listeners will know him either from his books on, on Dieppe or other subjects, but probably most likely through his uh, series on History Channel called War Junk. Mm, okay. Right. So he's uh, he's a very, very famous guy, very, very collegial and knowledgeable chap. So, you know, you've got your tour company. There's many, many other tour companies that offer tours. How crowded do these sites get? Well, they can get, they, they will get very crowded next year. They were crowded this year, too, but, but it always seems to work out. We don't have much problem because our groups are always just one to four people. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a, a huge number of tour operators in Britain that do the big bus tours. And so it's a it's it's a fairly closed community, um, but but there's yeah there's many many tour operators in Britain. So how far in advance should I be looking for uh, next year as far as uh, you know hundredth anniversary events and those types of things? You know I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, as I mentioned at the outset of the uh, the interview that 2018 will be the busiest year. I know that some of the bigger tour operators are already heavily booked mm-hmm. uh, from Britain. And that, 
Uh, that would all suggest that if you're thinking about it, whether you're thinking of us or some other tour operator, you should make your arrangements now because hotels will fill quickly. Uh, Vimy last year, uh, almost up to a year prior to that, was almost impossible to get a room anywhere close. And so it's going to be the same thing with this year. So anybody, any listener out there that's thinking of it, they should start their planning right now. I'm uh, reading uh, or I was looking at a story from the National Post on Passchendaele. It's the 100th anniversary of the Battle of That going on. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Or do you have a, a special uh, site that uh, sticks out in your mind that you, uh, that you prefer? Uh, well, it's, it's not so much what I, I prefer. Of course, Canadians' primary interest has always been in Vimy Ridge mm-hmm. and the Vimy Memorial, uh, Memorial. Passchendaele, of course, is a close second. Maybe close second, Beaumont Hamill, the Newfoundland Park. Mm-hmm. Those those are the three really big attractions. But having said that, many of my uh, British colleagues, battlefield guides, historians, authors, many of them will say that the most significant contribution that Canada made was what was called the last 100 days in 1918. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I, I'm really trying to push that because Canadians know so little about that. And yet uh, my British colleagues are adamant that that is even more significant than Vimy Ridge was. Interesting. Well, you can find all the tours on your website, CanadianBattlefieldTours.ca. I know we focused a lot on World War I, but there's a lot of sites from the Second World War. And uh, Gary <laughs> McKay is the owner-operator of Canadian Battlefield Tours. Again, the website, CanadianBattlefieldTours.ca. Appreciate your time, Gary. Thank you. Thank you so much, Randy. Nice hearing from you. The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by MyGroupTravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to MyGroupTravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to TheInformedTraveler.ca.